Hey everybody, welcome back to Reset. Lots of Wi-Fi, lots of networking, lots of server building, tons of stuff to talk about, and at the end we'll throw in some Eero and Amazon discussion. This is Reset number 58. Yeah. This is Reset. It can be found at reset.fm. I'll be talking about anything that plugs in or takes batteries. Mostly home automation, networking, home storage, and technology in general. Reset was inspired by a bent paperclip that has been sitting on my desk for years. Reminds me to be adventurous and have fun. Because there's usually a reset button. Let's get started. Welcome back to Reset, everybody. I'm your host, David McCabe. Reset number 58. It is Valentine's Day, so happy Valentine's Day. Hopefully you're celebrating somewhere or another. And if you're not, it's okay. Because you don't have to. You don't, I mean, you don't, you should celebrate all year long, right? That's how it should be. That that was pretty mushy of me. But happy Valentine's regardless. And happy Valentine's Day to everybody out there on Patreon who supports Reset. Got a new patron. Let's see if I can tear your name up. Steven Emert. Thank you very much for subscribing. Uh, sticker coming your way. Uh, go through a go through a Patreon cycle. It takes a month, and the stickers get shipped out every month. And hey, don't miss out on that. So get into your Patreon right now. Patreon.com/slash David McCabe. You can support. It. Let's see this show. Reset the YouTube channel. YouTube.com/slash David McCabe. Resetforums.com, formerly HomeServerShow.com. And all of the stuff in between, everything that helps uh, keep all of those things running, all the bills, all the backups, all the stuff to keep it all running, that's what Patreon does is help support that. So I appreciate that a ton. Believe me, it does keep the lights on. It is uh, so appreciated. So don't miss out on the next mailing. Re- cool reset sticker. I think it's like a three by three inch reset sticker. It's the uh, podcast art the big paper clip you can't miss it you can put it anywhere you want get on patreon.com slash david mccabe and I'll, I'll send that out so it reminds me i've got a bag here of some ces giveaway stuff i need to uh i need to do a giveaway so get over there we'll do a giveaway and um we'll send out some swag from ces i can't i can right now i can see a hat ball cap i need to get that in a bag sent out to a lucky winner. All right, a couple new YouTube videos over on YouTube, so subscribe there, please. YouTube.com slash David McCabe. I would so appreciate that. I love my YouTube channel. I love uh, putting out content there. It's tons of fun. That's uh, it's one of my passions. I just I just like doing that. I don't know why. It's just kind of weird. kind of old and crotchety old man. I don't know why I like the YouTubes, but I do. Okay, I told you we're going to talk some Wi-Fi networking and building Keep in mind, right here beside me in my envelope of goodies, I have $200 of Amazon gift cards. Amazon gift cards, 200 bucks. Now, I guess you could tell me what you would spend it on, but help me spend it as we go through these next, these next topics. Because I'm trying to figure out, what should I do? Where, where should I put this money? Invest in the network, invest in a build, something to do YouTube with, you know, camera gear, lens, I don't know, flash, lighting, I don't I don't know, just think about it. Maybe we can discuss that in the forums. 
Resetforums.com. I got a new, I got a new case sitting on my build desk. Server case, not not a server case, a PC case. And I've been planning this for a couple of months. I've been thinking about doing a build, a new server build, because I need I everything I have is kind of oldy moldy, and kind of had it in my mind, uh, and then came back from CES kind of invigorated, right? Want to uh, get some gear and build a server. So I've, I've started that. I started that a month ago, actually. I'm not, I'm not going like breakneck speed. Most of the time people buy, you do the parts list, you buy it, kind of drop it in all at once and you start building and, and boom, you got your server. Well, I'm kind of, kind of doing this like, I don't know, how do you equate that? Like a poor man would build his house, right? Like it's like one doorknob at a time. I'm just, I buy the door, I buy the knob, and I buy the hinges. And maybe that's in the wrong order, but it's kind of how I'm doing it. But I'm doing it methodically. I've got some plans here, and I may have some sponsorship as well. So I'm going to do several videos, and I'm starting with a case that I've always wanted to build in. I've always wanted to build in this case, and that's the... Um, it's a Thermaltake V21. It's a micro ATX board. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to step out of my comfort zone in many ways on this build. So we're going to do all kinds of cool stuff with this. I've got a lot of plans with it. I'm going to try not to rush it, which is something I do frequently, like on YouTube. I, like, I get an idea, I shoot it, I mix it, I publish it, boom. And then I don't like think it through and, and try to massage it a little extra. So this time I'm kind of stepping back and we're gonna we're gonna take this slow. I kind of need a new home server. I don't have a home server. I've got NAS. Don't get me wrong, I love my Synology NAS, right? Every single one of them. I that is my thing. That is what keeps me Sleeping at night is the data stored there, copied to another, copied to a backup drive, copied to multiple clouds. Sleeping well, right? And hard copy backups on hard drives pulled out of the system and at a different location. That's how you sleep at night. But I've got my regular PC sitting over here beside me. I call my truck. It's like my little gaming PC. It's the Plex server. It's way it wears way too many hats. And I was thinking, let's uh, put a hat on a different box. So that's why we're going to do this build over there. Going to do things different. It's going to be fun. I'm going to get it all on YouTube for you guys to check out and maybe you know build as well if it uh, works out works out as well as I think it will. Naturally, I'll keep you updated, and I'm, I'm kind of waiting for a couple of manufacturers to get back with me, right? I need to know some things uh, before I push on a little further. And the other thing is, is why I'm taking my time is I'm going to do some modifications. Well, I, when I build, I like to add, take away, you know, do some mods on this thing. I want to make it look cool, and I want to fit a lot of hard drives in it, right? It's standard. It's pretty nice, but can always be more, right? If you can do more, do more. Put more hard drives in it. That's 
That's my motto. If it'll hold them, just stack them up inside, right? So that's kind of what I'm looking at. And I'm weighing all my options there and taking, you know, a deep look at this case that uh, I have chosen to build with. So I will keep you updated. That is just the high overview of the entire thing. But I'm super excited about it because last year's builds were kind of not for me. I didn't I didn't build anything that I currently own right now. And uh, I'm excited to kind of get going with, you know, my own personal build. It's been a long time since I've built a server. So there we go. Uh, keeping on the home server front, Lima is, uh, Lima is dead, y'all. And pretty much going to say everyone out there is not even going to know what Lima is. Now, one of my patrons knows what Lima is, and I'm I'm telling you right now, you're officially off the hook. But Lima was one of these little plug-in devices that served as a cloud. It is in your home, and it has an app, and it served as your photo cloud for, you know, your laptops and your all your desktops and whatnot and your phones. It was a cheap little device. All you had to do was bring your own hard drive, plug in a little USB hard drive, and you were done. And uh, I've got a link here. I can ah, the link is to the uh, the goodbye letter, but you can get a, a good sense of what that is. Just go to reset.fm slash five eight. And they're closing their doors. They just ran out of money and didn't sell product. It's just how it goes, I guess. A lot of uh, a lot of the privacy folks liked it because you would uh, it was your own cloud, right? It uh, you never sent you wouldn't send stuff to Google. You wouldn't send it to Amazon. You would keep your photos backed up on your phone to this device, and it was your own thing. Now this is probably more suited for folks not like us you know that don't have a nas and whatnot because uh, you, know, you can do that right now with pretty much any nas out there they've got a photos app that will upload to your own network storage and and move it on but this thing was kind of you know for those folks that don't do that and um it's lima so I'll put the link in the show notes. I just thought I would throw that out there since I kind of followed them from day one. A um, little bit of cord cutting update for you. I know that um, I've let you know in the past that I have moved from Media Center. I have moved from Plex. I have now landed on Fire TV Cube and the Amazon Recast. And I am still here to tell you that I could not be happier with this situation it has been it has been a phenomenal move for the family and myself to rid ourselves of all the devices that are hanging around hanging off the back of the tv all we have is the fire tv cube i can ask the alexa to turn it on say you're in the kitchen you know putting your snack together or whatever and you kind of get Get everything rolling, right? Get the TV fired up and uh, start getting to your show. You can even ask Alexa to tune into Netflix or Prime Video or watch, I don't know, Mrs. Maisel on Amazon or, you know, something. I mean, there's all kinds of voice commands you can give it that we don't do or kind of I'm kind of still stuck on the remote control. But I do tell it to turn on and to turn off. I, I use that tremendous amount. Still, just happy as a clam with this investment 
uh, it was a couple hundred bucks to get the storage, to get the box. The box sits in the basement. I don't see it. All we see is the Fire TV, and it itself is kind of in a cabinet, and there's no Harmony remote. There's no getting out of sync from HDMI 1 to HDMI 4. It really works well. Now, understandable that that is not for everybody. A lot of you guys have made previous previous investments in your HD home runs, and I applaud you for that. I still have a, um, a, a two-channel HDHR. It's still fired up. It's still connected to my Plex server. It's actually kind of like this backup system, you know, when especially when Survivor starts. I don't want to miss a Survivor. So I'll have it recording as a backup, and I don't think that I'm ever going to need it. But, hey, it's there if I, you know, something were to go wrong. I do think that I will turn off um, that, and maybe I'll just, I'll even monetize that to, um, you know, to invest elsewhere in in the network. The HDHR, not the Plex. We're going to keep using Plex because you can get that very easily on the the Fire TV system, and that's it. I mean, it's I honestly I cannot be I cannot even tell you how much better the TV system and entertainment area has been since doing that. And I've also seen this product. This I, this is new to me. Someone mentioned this to me, and it's called Philo. I think it's called Philo. P H I L O. These guys have a 44-channel package for $16 a month. That is crazy. They have a a bonus package for uh, $20 a month, and that has 57 channels. And we're talking A&E, AMC, HGTV, Comedy Central, Discovery, Food Network, History, MTV, Motor Trend TV, which actually I like that channel. History Channel, TLC, VH1. I mean, there's a lot of stuff on here I wouldn't watch, but it's pretty cool. There's a lot of channels. I wish it had FS1, just because on FS1 tonight, there's going to be some NASCAR races. You know, nothing says I love you like a good NASCAR race during primetime TV on Valentine's Day. I'm just... I'm just throwing that out there for you. Philo TV, philo.com. You can watch this thing anywhere. There's a brand new app for the uh, Fire TV. There is an app for everything. Android TV, Apple TV, Roku, Roku, Fire TV, uh, the web, iOS, Android, you name it. You can watch their stuff anywhere. Now, the cool thing is... now. Don't quote me on this because I have not found and I have not done their trial yet. But it looks like you can save an episode for 30 days. Kind of DVR in it. And I don't see where there are extra fees. Now, if I'm wrong, I know there are several people out there just freaking out trying to grab your phone right now, yelling at me, Dave, don't don't steer us wrong. But there is a seven-day free trial. Maybe everyone should go do that. Get a get a free trial going and uh, try this out. I think I'm going to try the free trial. And uh, but I need to. You got to pick a good weekend. Like this is a holiday weekend. Are you going to be out and about, or are you going to be snowbound in the house? 
you know, needing some TV to watch. That's what I'm talking about right there. So 44 channels, 16 bucks a month. That's crazy. That's crazy talk right there. So that's my cord cutting update. Still working out, still doing the still doing the OTA, been a cord cutter, I would say a decade, 12 years now, maybe. So real happy with that. Okay, I got a new Wi-Fi system. Now I know we talk Wi-Fi a lot on reset, and I have tried every system under God's green earth. I think that's still a saying. Is that still a saying? Probably not. It's you're not supposed to pray in school, so I apologize for that. Every single Wi-Fi system you can think of, except I haven't tried Ubiquiti's Amplify product. I haven't tried the Samsung SmartThings Wi-Fi product, which actually works on Plume's technology. So having said that, I've never tried the Plume technology either. What's the other one? Google Wi-Fi? I haven't tried that and I won't. I've heard no. And I don't know. There's probably a TP-Links Uh What's that Art Deco, Deco M5, M7? That thing, I haven't tried as well. So maybe, I'm thinking about maybe even branching out a little bit more and trying another system, and I may try the Amplify, and I may try the TP-Link Deco system. So why I bring this up is I have a brand new unified network blasting out in my home right now. I've got four devices. I'm looking at my controller right now. So if you've never done Ubiquiti's Unify Network, it is a PoE type system, which you buy the access point. It will come with the PoE injector. You don't have to have a PoE switch. You can just inject the power right there at the access point. However, a lot of these, most of these, all of these are meant to be mounted in some way that are not like like an Eero or a Google Wi-Fi. You know, not like something I am used to currently. This is think of it as like ceiling mount and pole mount type options. There are are some wall mount options that you can use with these. So it's very very different, and it's not pull it out of the box and just plug it in and just run and gun. Now, in some instances, there are with the Unify network. Some instances, you can just, uh, some of the access points, I believe there's three of them. The uh, AC Pro, which is a ceiling mount, I think, I, I can't remember. The AC Mesh, which is the ACM, and the ACM Pro, which is a panel. You can literally just get their app from the the store, and it will find the access point and you can uh, provision it right there in the app. You don't have to do the controller thing. So controller, when I say that, is some type of software, their their software running on, there's many different things you can run this on. And the why you would do it is to gather stats to help you place the devices, see the clients, see the power of each client, see where it's connected to, whether it's on the 2G or 5G network. You can look at the firmware. I'm clicking through mine now. You can see the the noise around. You can change the channels. You can set up 
a mesh. There is there is a plethora of information in the Unify controller that is if you're one of those folks that likes to stare at your router page and have that on your desk and stuff you you would just totally fall in love with this unified network page it is really cool and you can pretty much see everything and you can drill down into a lot of stuff so like i said i bought four access points i went into it probably a little blinder than i should have i think i would have slowed down and not bought what i purchased so i bought i bought a ceiling mount which is called the unify ap ac pro now that's there that's the creme de la creme right there that is it's a ceiling mount. It's that round-looking disc. Looks like a UFO. It has a, a blue ring in it, and it is. Um, I don't have the stats in front of me, but it's a MIMO multi-in, multi-out, 2.4, 5.8. It's AC network, and it's about 139 dollars, and comes with a PoE injector. It is a fantastic device. I do not have it ceiling mounted right now. I have it kind of rigged up in one spot. And it serves the majority of the uh, devices in my house. Now, I also bought one of the panels, the AC Mesh Pro, because I wanted to check it out. That panel is very near me right now and kind of shooting out of a window to cover a lot of outside devices that I have. Then I also, that is also a multi-in, multi-out, and I believe... I don't have the stats in front of me. It's a three by three, as is the the AC Pro is a three by three or a four by four. I can't remember. The smaller ones that I bought are the little cheaper. They look like little stick antennas. They're very small. They're a nice little device. It is the AP AC Mesh. Now these little guys will. You could literally set one of these up every you know four hundred six hundred feet and uh, mesh these things together as long as you had power. You could run, uh, you know, infinite number of these probably, and probably probably not infinite, but you could run tons of those out into a network and get wireless mesh out of them. Of course, the best way is to do the Ethernet and uh, PoE, but uh, I got a couple of those. They're less than $100 each, and they really work well. They go in a lot of places. But again, this stuff, you cannot set it on top of a desk or on top of a hutch. You cannot hide this on top of an armoire in a bedroom with the cable going behind it. You, there's there's no hiding this stuff. It is out and in the open, or it's mounted on a wall or a ceiling. That has been my biggest struggle in doing this, because you, it's like when I was on Eero, I would... I would mesh a few wirelessly. I wouldn't even think about it. As long as I put them in the right spot by a power plug, you could mesh them wirelessly, and you really didn't have to think about anything. With these, it takes a lot of thought. You have to put, you have to think out your network, and you have to have some places to put them. Otherwise, they are going to look very odd and kind of unwieldy. They can be very visible, if you know what I'm saying. And sometimes when we look at our Wi-Fi, we don't want it to be terribly visible. Now, unless it's on the ceiling, 
which that is an entirely different beast in itself. How many of you have access to the ceilings in your house and can easily run a coax from your wiring location, your wiring closet, to that access point built into the ceiling? In my house, that is fairly difficult, having a three-floor house, basement, main floor, upper floor. It is somewhat difficult in which to do that. So I'm really, I really want to use this network. I, I really like it, but I'm really rethinking the viability of it in my house. Now, having said that, with these four devices I currently own, my house is covered. I haven't had dead spots. I do not have issues. And I am covering all of my ring devices that are external to my house. And I have a couple of ring floodlight cams that are way external to my house into another building. And that is working well. Now, I've been moving these things around and chasing signal and analyzing till I am just blue in the face. I may even be beyond my uh, return period. I may just have to monetize these in some other way. <clears throat> Excuse me, should I choose to, uh, you know, to leave this platform? I really don't want to do that. I would like to keep using the Unify and uh, it's not that expensive at all. And they offer a lot of options. Now, when it comes to mesh, you can mesh these things together. It's not quite as just cut and dry as an out-of-the-box meshing network. And there's no router. You have zero router in these. They are access points, which is good and bad, right? You want your Wi-Fi doing your Wi-Fi. You want your router doing your router. Let's not try to pretend like we are one or the other. Let's let the good stuff do what it's good at. But then again, it's not a router, right? So you got to come up with another solution. So, which I have plenty laying around here. It doesn't bother me at all. It's been a fun uh, couple of weeks playing around with this, and I have enjoyed it. Uh, it's not my it's not my first time using Unify. I have used the older. Let's see, they were in products and. Uh, at the end there, I just, I literally hated them. I wanted to throw them in the lake, but they served, they served me well in my other house when I needed them. And that's, that's kind of when Eero came along. My Eero devices have been sold. Um, I put them out on everything imaginable, uh, selling those. They are gone. And we'll talk a little bit about them in, in uh, the end of this episode. I've learned a lot having a new Wi-Fi system. Uh, you know, I, I've learned, uh, oh, just when you change, not only if you change your Wi-Fi system, if you change your SSID, it, this, that's, it's a lot of work. You find things that are offline. You're like, oh, my, where's this camera? Why isn't it responding? <laughs> it's trying to talk to the old SSID. And um, I've learned some things do better with uh, static addressing on this system than others. And right in the middle of all of this change, 
we had the the polar vortex thing happen where it got 20 below wind chills of you know negative 3000 degrees below zero and it was it was a mess it was freaking cold right well, sometimes cables in the ground act differently during the cold and the wet season than they do when it's warm and cozy and dry. And my coaxial run from the the pedestal out in front of the house hidden by some bushes to the house itself decided to go haywire. Yes, decided to go haywire. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking the worst, right? The Wi-Fi is down and I am, I'm getting it, you know, left and right. The Wi-Fi belongs to me. So everybody is yelling, what's wrong with the Wi-Fi? And I'm like, it's, it's the internet that's down. The Wi-Fi is perfectly fine. You know, nobody understands why Wi-Fi is internet. Wi-Fi is Fortnite. Wi-Fi is Netflix. Why is the Wi-Fi down? So, but it makes, it made me second guess myself, right? Did I screw something up with the router? Is the cable modem going bad? I just did a brand new cable run in the house. And I'm like, did I crimp my connectors right? You know, I'm, ah, it was madhouse. And I finally had enough of it. And I got with the cable folks and I'm like you guys have got to help me figure this thing out because it's something is wrong something's way wrong I could reboot the modem I could reboot the cable modem I would get layer two I would get connected and I could not pass TCP IP right I could ping their gateway it would not pass traffic I don't know why. Now, they have a lot of reasons that they spouted off to me and I'm thinking you guys changed something so how come I can ping your gateway, but I can't, I can't pass traffic. It's just, it's wrong. <clears throat> so they replaced that cable. And I, of course, I think they did some things in the background, right? They did some changes and uh, the network has been up and pretty reliable ever since they did that. And my speeds have improved. So I'm finally getting the advertised speeds that I have been paying for for the last couple of years. So that's nice. The only the only problem is, is I've got a piece of coax laying out on the ground that's nice and orange. Thanks. Why can't they have green coax that looks like the ground and the trees? But no, it's orange. It's so beautiful. Like I haven't had enough construction in my life for the past couple of years. But hey, I'm happy. Everything works. And... I got a new router, I got a new Wi-Fi, and the network is almost complete. So saying that, I have officially fired, well, not I guess not officially, and I say that wrong, the Synology RT2600AC. I have a, had that Synology router, which is still a good router, and it is offline right now, and in its place is Untangle. Well, it, this is all your fault and all the people's fault in the forums that I am on the Untangle router, and I kind of like it. Now, it's, once again, it's good and it's bad, right? So, let me save my settings here. I'm in my DHCP config, and I was uh, changing a host name so I could better recognize it. 
So it's got good and bad properties. The great of it is it passes traffic. It passes traffic very well and very fast. It does its job very, very well. It's 50 bucks for the home version. That comes with uh, several apps. It comes with a virus blocker like light. It comes with bandwidth control reports policy manager it comes with a firewall i think it comes with an ad blocker and it's it fires right up and does its job and it it really works well now when you want to tweak this thing it's a different story there's a lot of like clicks involved there is not it's not like circle home where you can say Here's a profile of a kid. Here's his devices. Here's what time he can be on. Here's what he can look at and he cannot look at. Click, done. Well, here you have to go to policies and then you have to annotate. There's no profiles, right? You can't say, this is my child. This is his profile. These are his devices and this is his time frame. There's no GUI time frame manager. You have to apply a rule of here's the policy I want and it's internet off and the internet off time is this time frame and during this time frame apply firewall rule to block and it's a mess. So I guarantee you the first time it's 9.01 p.m. and my kid is still working on a project and his internet goes off and I have to jump on a console, go through all this crap and click, 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 click to turn the internet back on for this kid. I'm going to hate it, which I really also, I really already kind of do hate that part of it because that's a pain. It's, it can do it. It's just not gooey friendly and it's not quick, right? It's like, it's, it's a pain. Now, if you're one of those folks that likes to sit again in front of a pretty picture, this thing will tell you everything your network is doing. And if you're doing anything nefarious, you better watch out because it's going to catch you. Its filters work really well. You can apply all kinds of filters for you know hate speech and porn and all kinds of crazy categories. And if it thinks it's in that category, it'll block. It'll block it nicely. So I've got I've got it all set up. I've got the policy set up. I need to do some more testing and to see if I really want to go through with this. Otherwise, I've been doing a lot of searches on parental controls and we'll talk about that in a sec. But if there's anything you want to talk about with Untangle, I've got a post started in the reset forums and I just kind of threw it out there. I said, hey, I'm on Untangle. What should I do next, right? So a lot of folks are using it. It's really nice. You can use this in addition to another router. You can certainly put this in bridge mode where just traffic passes through and it analyzes it and it sends it's on it sends that traffic on its way. So you can do that. That's pretty easy to do. I'm in full router mode because I needed to take advantage of my new speeds and I I don't say that lightly because Synology router was kind of acting up on me where I was doing a lot of cable modem reboots 
and I needed my WAN port to DHCP very quickly, and it was just not doing it. It was honestly kind of making me mad. I don't know what it was doing. The It's the RT2600AC Synology router. It's the high-powered one. And it had trouble pulling DHCP from the cable modem, getting an address. And I would have to multiple resets. And the thing, the only thing that would fix it was just time. Just give it some time to do its thing. And it takes me back to an, a software update on the Synology router. There was a software update that had a known issue where the known issue was on upon reboot, it would take 45 minutes to pull an IP address off of a non-PPPoE cable connection. You know, DACP, cable internet connection. So... I don't know if it still has a little bit of issue still left in their code. Maybe an update will fix it. But I could not get the Untangle box up quick enough. Now, Untangle itself is not a speedy booting device, right? I uh, I actually took it back down and threw it on an SSD. And uh, it's it's a little faster. So, And I'm on some pretty antiquated hardware. I had taken actually taken all the hardware out of this old HP uh, slimline desktop box and I was going to throw it in a 2U uh, server rack box and I just decided at the last minute I'm like no I mean I had this untangle box laid out on a board in my server room just just you know all the pieces laid out powered up and running it was working fine but it was it was going to be a pain, and I thought it'd be a really cool project and a really good uh, YouTube. But I just decided not to. I was like, I'm going to get it uh, RFI and running, uh, ready for issue, running, and not mess with it because I'm having internet issues. So it is up and running, and uh, pretty happy with it. Haven't paid for it yet. It's still on its trial. Still don't even know what the heck I'm going to do. It really concerns me about the Synology router doing what it has been doing. What I'm probably going to do is just pay the 50 bucks on the Untangle, at least run it for a year. And if something comes along, uh, it comes along. But I still would like to do uh, some type of parental control app. And I may just have to throw the circle home back on the network. And I really didn't want to do that because... Um, I mean, I know you guys, you big network folks out there, how it does its ARP poisoning to route the traffic through it. And I need to do some more checks on it to see. Now I have more internet speed. Perhaps it will actually slow me down now. I'm not, I'm not so sure it may do that. Now there is a way Circle Home is uh, touted as a Wi-Fi device, but it has an Ethernet port in it. And you have to set it up over Wi-Fi. And I always recommend doing that on a temporary SSID. And then shut that SSID off all the while you're plugged into the Ethernet port. And it will lose its connection to Wi-Fi and then revert to the Ethernet and use it from then on. However, if that SSID comes back online, it will jump onto it. Which, it was temporary. It should never come back online, right? One of the cool things about Unify that uh, it's easy to set up a guest network. It's easy to set set up a separate 
network in itself if you want to do something like that, especially uh, for older devices like that Circle Home, and you want to just say, hey, don't use my Wi-Fi. Use my Ethernet. So I will test that to see if I need to fire that back up. Uh, Its parental controls were awesome, and I really liked it. So who knows? Who knows what I'm going to be using a week or two from now? I don't even know. Now, keeping with parental controls, I did, I put a post out uh, on February 4th in the Reset Forums, and I'm kind of asking everybody, do you use parental control apps, and what do you use? And I put a couple examples out there. There are several. Uh, Norton has one, Circle, like I mentioned, Life360, Family Time, Custodio, and ESET are what I threw out there as examples. And when I'm saying parental control I'm meaning kind of moving beyond the home and going to mobile devices. And all of these products have the ability to do so. And they also have the abilities to like do some GPS tracking. Like if you drop your kid off at the movies, making sure he you know stays at the movies or, or just you know protecting your child. Everybody has their reasons and reasons for and against apps kind of like this. And it's it's not to judge and it's not to start that kind of conversation. It's just, if you're using something, what are you using and do you like it? So I have kids that are coming up on the age of using phones and I just kind of wanted to get prepared for it. And I'll leave that link in the show notes. I think it's a good little read. It's got some links to all these products and you can see what they can and cannot do. It really is kind of cool. Now, I guess we need to need to dig in on this Eero Amazon thing. If you haven't heard, Eero is a Wi-Fi company started a couple years ago. They did not do a funding campaign like Kickstarter or um, what's the other one? Yeah, they kind of did it themselves. They took money ahead of time and said, we're developing this kick butt product Wi-Fi and it'll be out you know, next year or something. A couple of delays, boom, they got it out. I jumped on in that funding. So I was, you know, I was kind of one of the first to get my boxes of Eros, and I was super duper happy. And it worked really well, and it worked good. And I ended up, ended up having two boxes of three. And then when the Gen 2 hardware came out, I had a box of two. One regular and one beacon. Now, I had a lot of trouble with, I think, all of these different aged, different build devices uh, all on my network at once. So it was it was time. I dumped Eero, got out, and uh, there were speed issues. There was routing issues. It was a, it was a mess. It was a mess of Eero's. I honestly think if I went back into it in Gen 2, I would be okay. So, having said that, don't have them anymore. And just a couple of days ago, it was announced that Amazon, for an undisclosed amount of money, has purchased Eero. And boy, let me tell you, I haven't seen feedback like this in quite some time on a... um, on a merger acquisition that, you know, is, is kind of in my backyard, right? It's kind of in my, 
not expertise per se, but this is something I follow quite a bit, right? So Amazon. Amazon went from, you know, almost darling child to, ooh, I don't know how much we trust Amazon anymore, kind of, you know, big dog, big company. Um, you know, it was... You know, the first couple of Prime days and Amazon Prime and the video. And and then they came out with uh, the tablets and the tablets are nice and cheap. And they have built-in advertising on some of the readers, makes it cheaper. And they have Fire TV boxes. And then boom, A-L-E-X-A. And then everything changed, right? Everything changed. Are they Big Brother or are they, you know, the, the super nice company just wants to just wants to sell you batteries, right? This is the new Radio Shack. What's your zip code? I want to sell you some batteries. It, this is a tough one. I mean, this is a tough one. I can't. It's hard to tell someone that's freaking out saying, "Nope, I'm selling my heroes, not doing it." It's hard to tell them. Yeah, it's it's cool, you know, because people get like that. Eero was this oh this startup with all this moxie and. They had firepower, right? These guys made a heck of a product as a startup company. This is a great little company. And then they sold to, they sold to Amazon. Everybody thought that this is a company that Apple should be purchasing. And I th- always thought that was funny. I always thought that was hilarious, actually, because Apple devices are some of the devices that had the most trouble roaming from Eero to Eero. I told this story a show ago or a couple of shows ago. Every morning, every Saturday morning, when my child gets their iPad for play, they would come to me and say, Dad, I don't have internet. Don't have internet. And I'm like, my phone's working. Well, I'm like, go downstairs. Go back downstairs. Stand in front of the little white thingy on the, on the table. Turn your Wi-Fi off and then turn your Wi-Fi on. I wouldn't see that child again for hours, right? Because they're they're reassociating with the access point that's nearest them. Apple would not automatically let that iPad do that. It had a lot of trouble doing that. And everyone said, Oh, Apple needs to buy Euro. You know, this is what where they need to be. Apple was getting out of the Wi-Fi business. So I I agree. I thought it would have been a good purchase for Apple. I think they would have screwed it up. I think they would have screwed it up more than Amazon's going to, right? God forbid they put Siri on it. Oh, I couldn't have sold it fast enough. So that's the scare. It's the privacy scare. Now Amazon's going to know what I'm surfing on. They're going to know every packet going in and out of my network. And I've said on this show before that there needs to be an all-in-one device. And it needs to be the assistant. It needs to have Zigbee Z-Wave. And it needs to have Wi-Fi. And I need to be able to plug it in and put it all over my house. And I need to be able to do it without you know, paying a grand. Because I have a big house. Most, most folks can get by with a box of three. You know, I can't. Granted, my situation is different. So, are we freaked out? Are we freaked out by Amazon purchasing Eero? There are already folks 
publishing articles, pointing to the privacy policies, pointing out everything that Eero has said about its privacy and what it will and will not do. And it respects user privacy, which I can respect that. There are people watching that with a just eagle eye on that privacy policy. If it changes, if the date updates on that thing, it's it's going to be on, y'all. It's going to be on. Eero is going to, people are going to come down on Eero. The Reddit channel, holy smokes, went out there to check that out and see what they were doing. There were people just freaking out, freaking out, selling my Eero's. So I'm not going to tell you what to do. Definitely not going to tell you to sell your Eros. But, I mean, it's it's a valid concern. It's a valid concern. Are they going to give us Wi-Fi with special offers now? You know, what are they, what's, what's Amazon got planned? Maybe they don't even know yet. Well, no, they know. Trust me, they don't. They don't make that kind of decision without knowing where the heck they're going. And there is going to be an A-L-E-X-A with a Wi-Fi in it. And it's I don't know if it's going to be a year from now or two years from now. So I'm trying to keep that in mind. I would like, uh, definitely want to try it. I don't know if I would buy Eero right now. Well, I don't, I don't know if I'd say that. If you need to supplement your network, supplant your network, extend your network, it's not, you can buy some euros. Maybe there'll be a price change in our future. This stuff has always been expensive. It's always been expensive. So I can't see that. I can't say that I wouldn't update or I would not purchase, you know, any new gear from them. Maybe I would wait around for, maybe for like a Gen 3 or a, at least a price reduction before I did something, before I bought an extra beacon or two. If you own Eero, let me know what you think. Let me know what you're thinking about here. Uh, Amazon digging its you know nails into your into your life deeper. Maybe you're a Google person and you just didn't want Google Wi-Fi. You have an Eero system now. It's like wow, I'm not a, I'm not an Amazon person. I'm in this other camp. I'm Chevy. I'm not Ford. I can't have this. Which we have that you know a great deal in uh, in technology. Microsoft, Google, you know, Amazon, Apple, Facebook, you know, you're one of you're one of those and you're not the others, right? And you'll never be an Apple person. I'll never buy an iPad or a MacBook or whatever. I kind of have my feet in every single swimming pool out there. I'm I've got my toes in all of them. So it doesn't really bother bother me, but I can totally understand. Now, are they going to screw this up? How would they screw this up? They could and we'll do some type of A-L-E-X-A with uh, Wi-Fi in it. I, why wouldn't you? I, I think they're going to do it. I, I don't see why not. I mean, I'll throw that out there. I'm not, I'm not scared to make a prediction. I think they're going to do that. And what else could they do? I mean, Home Hub, they want, they want the automation dollar. They got Ring. They've got all that stuff going. They've got Blink. Which they're really not doing much with Blink. So that begs for another question. What have they what have they done right and what have they screwed up, right? Because they have bought a lot of stuff. What 
has Amazon purchased and just screwed up? I don't think they've screwed up the Blink camera system, but I don't think they've done it any favors either. I don't think they've really embraced Blink after they got a hold of Ring. So they ha- I don't think they've screwed Ring up. I think Ring's been on a nice, nice run. I think they've got uh, some good products. And, you know, the thing that I think that I used to watch a lot, and that was Woot.com. Woot.com was, I think, screwed up by Amazon. Now, that's retail. So that's kind of different. Uh, what are the other big ones? Audible? I've not I've never been a big Audible uh, listener. Did they screw that up? I have no clue. They bought all kinds of retail outlets. Didn't they buy Zappos at one point? Uh, I, I don't know all the little stores that they've they've bought. That's kind of what I know offhand. And uh, Twitch, I guess if you're a gamer, you kind of know that. I don't know if they've screwed that up or not. But that's you know something to think about. They're going to tread lightly. I guarantee you that. They've heard. They're like, wow, people are really, really acting out on this uh, acquisition. So we, they better mind their P's and Q's on Euro. They better not paint a big gold swoosh on this stupid thing and call it Amazon Euro, you know. Time will tell. That's a, I hate when people say that. Time will tell. We'll, we'll see. But I definitely think that they will brand a, an ALA. A-L-E-X-A into those things. And I hope, 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 hope they reduce the price. That would be the one thing that I would want them to do is get it in the hands of more folks by reducing the price and making it easier to get. That would be the best thing so far. And we'll just kind of wait them out and see what all they have in mind. It'd be kind of cool if they just came forward and said, yo, here's what we're going to, here's what we're going to do. We're going to let Eero be Eero. And just keep updating that thing because, man, Eero updates their, their boxes. That's one of the coolest things ever. They got great engineers. They got m- good marketing. They've got a great team. And uh, they just, they, they, they do it, man. They're pumping. That product is rocking and rolling. Well, I think I should shut up. I've been kind of rambling. Uh, Reset 58. Again, thanks to all the Patreon folks out there. Man, meet me in the forums. We got a lot of talk about this week. Let's see if you're running some Untangle and some uh, Unify. I need some help. We need to get this thing rolling, and you could be the answer to my woes, and we will podcast about it for sure. I appreciate you uh, tuning in to Reset week in and week out, even if I don't have a, a show coming. I know they're kind of sporadic here and there. Living life here in the polar vortex. I thank you for listening. We'll see you. We'll see you next week. This has been Reset. It can be found at reset.fm or over on YouTube at youtube.com slash David McCabe. Follow on Twitter at McCabe.io and you can discuss this episode and more on Reset Forums. Resetforums.com Intro and outro music is by Darylene. Find it at soundcloud.com Darylene Music. That's D-E-R-L-E-E music support of this podcast can be done at patreon patreon.com slash david mccabe there's also some shopping links at resetforums.com if you want to use those if you have a chance please rate and review the podcast on itunes thank you for your support and i'll see you next week on reset